Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. How much they need? So the Prophet has said, make very clear, you need only to fill one third of your stomach. Just one third. To divide your stomach in three parts. One third is for eating, one third is for water, and one third is for your breath. To take the breath easily. That's what you need really. Is it clear? That's what desire means really. That is the desire also for anger, you know, if you think you should not be angry, don't be angry. If you think really, should I be angry or not, don't be angry. If you think really, I should be angry, then wait for a moment. Do you really need to be angry? Is it going to help anywhere? Is it really going to help the people? If you think like that, then you are allowed to be angry. Similarly, you know, if you think I should not talk, then don't talk. If you think really, should I talk or not, still don't talk. If you think, no, I should talk, then need a, you know wait a moment talk only if you need if there's need for that and talk only that which which can fulfill your need more than that is going to be harmful for you is it clear every single desire same thing really similarly relation between men and women with the desire you know it is really for a purpose to have family no doubt about that but you know in that one also people should be very careful you know if you make you know this relation as enjoyment and keep marrying the women and keep making more and more enjoyment, it's going to harm you. Think properly. This is for a purpose. You know, if you fulfill the purpose, then it will limit yourself with the purpose, not more than that. For every single thing, all the desires that Allah has made for the people, keep think, looking life like that. You will know really that this life is not for enjoyment. This is not for enjoyment. It is for something else. That must be kept in, in mind. And that's why the people who are very clever more than us really, they never liked to have anything more than the need in this world. Because they know whatever is more than the need, if you use it, it's harmful. And if you don't use it, leave behind, you're wasting your time. If you earn more money, more than you need, what will happen? If you have more money than you need, what will happen? Either you're going to use it, if you're going to use it, you're going to harm yourself. And if you don't use it, it's going to leave behind. You spend your time actually to earn something which you don't need. Understand, for example, if you need really only little food, but you spend money to have more food, what will happen? You're going to eat it. If you're going to eat it, you're going to harm yourself. And if you don't eat it, you're going to waste it. And then in the day of judgment, you're going to question. You're going to leave behind. Think all the time properly that how much time you need to spend on earning money. And on all those things that you need to fulfill the desire. If people earn money to help other people, that's fine. But if you actually earn any money which you don't use, your family does not use, and you don't spend on other people, and you just keep in the banks and accounts, 
and leave them, you know, like that. What's the purpose? You're wasting your such a precious time for what purpose? For something which is going to be left behind? You know, keep that, you know, and think really, that, you know, I'll, I'll give you a few examples from the people who were before, before us, how they used to do. You know, one of the examples I'll tell you is of Ahmed al-Hanbar, rahimahullahu ta'ala, great man in Islam, very pious person, a very wise man. Abu Bakr al-Marruzi, one of his students says that I, I heard Abu Abdullah Ahmed al-Hanbar saying, ma a'adilu bil-faqr shay'an, I never make anything equal to poverty. To my eye, nothing equal to poverty. Poverty is so high, such a great thing, I never make anything equal to poverty. And I become happy when I don't have anything. Are we like that? Do we become happy when we don't have anything? Ahmad is saying, if I don't have anything, I become happy. One of the great pious person of India, Shaykh Nizamuddin Awliya Rahmullah Ta'ala, was born an orphan. So his mother, she was poor. Sometimes she used to get money from here and there by doing something. So they have food. But when she did not have enough money, she would say to her child, her son, that today we are guests of Allah. We don't have anything. So Nizam Awliya said that when sometime after for a few days, we used to have food in the house, they would ask my mom, oh my mom, when we are going to be guests of Allah Because he said, I love this word, so, this word, this sentence so much, that to be guest of Allah Ahmad al said, when I don't have anything, I become happy. That's think really how much time we are wasting. Do really we need all those money? Do really, that, that, is really money worth of so much time of our life? Just think properly. And Ahmad used to love the people who are poor. And I never have seen poor people to have so much respect in, in, in any assembly as in his assembly. When poor people used to come to his majlis, he used to respect them. Somebody came to Imam Sufyan Thawri, a student, he was very poor. Sufyan Thawri made him to sit next to him. And then Sufyan Thawri said to him, Had you been rich, I never would have made you to sit next to me. Because you are poor, poor that I made next to you. Then Ahmad Hanbal says, Atadari eda sa'ala ka ahluka hajatan la taqdiru alayha ayyu shayin laka min al-ajr. Ahmad Hanbal says, do you know if your wife asks you something? You come to your house and your wife says there's no bread. You come to your house and your wife says there's no vegetable. You come to your house and your wife says, you know, there's no salt, no oil in the house. There's no meat, there's no chicken, nothing in the house. When you come to your house and your wives ask you and you don't have that thing, do you know how much reward you have got? Are you shining like a manager? How much reward is there? Think really. What we think? We think when we come to house, whatever children ask, we must fulfill it. You know, then we become happy. Ahmad al-Hambal is saying, when you come to your house and your wife asks you something and you cannot provide that thing, do you know how much reward you get? And then he said, Asarru ayyami yawma usbihu fihe wa laysa indi shayun. The most pleasing of all my days is that day when I get up in the morning and I don't have anything. That is the most pleasing day. Is it the most pleasing day to us? It is not. He said, Ma qalla min dunya kana aqalla lil hisab. When you have a list of this dunya, 
you have least to worry for the day of judgment. For every single thing, you are going to be accountable. And then he says, why you are so concerned? It is just food, less than other food. You know, even poor people, they have food. The only difference is, yeah, the food of the poor people is less in quality, in quantity, than the rich people. That's all. Everybody eats. Even the poor people eat. Even the rich people eat. Everybody eats. The only difference is ta'amun duna ta'amin. The poor people's food is less in quantity and less in quality than the rich people. But certainly, and actually, if you look properly, that food that poor people eat, which is less in quantity and quality, sometimes it is better in the health, for the health. Because if you make more quantity, it's going to harm you. And sometimes those food of the quality, they're going to harm the people. Our libasun duna libas. Rich people, they also wear the clothes, they have clothes, and poor people also have got. The only difference is that the quantity and quality. Rich people's clothes, maybe they have high quality, poor people, they have lower quality. Rich people may have the many, many clothes, many, many, many pairs of clothes. Poor people, you know, less than that. Innama hiya ayyamun qalal. These are only little days, small days, very few days. The life will pass. Ahman Hanbal died, and Abbasid rulers who were in his time, they also died. Who we know more? Ahmad the Abbasid ruler. Abbasid ruler, they used to have empire, biggest empire in the world. Nobody knows them. And Ahmad Hanbal, such a poor person. Sometimes he had nothing in, in house. And everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Everybody respects him. Both of them died. It is a few days they go. I'll tell you another story. Khalid ibn Ahmad al-Farahidi, in the second century of Hijra, he is the man of the Arabic language. And actually, they think the way Arabic language is now, it basically has been developed, all the grammar and everything, by this man, Khalil Muhammad. Great man, actually, he's a great man. And people say Khalil Muhammad used to eat dry bread. And the people who studied with him, they became ministers and they got all the jobs and they were, you know, everywhere famous. But Khalil himself used to have dry bread. And he was a you know, so nice person that in one of the great men of Islam, Sufyan Thawri, who actually even younger, uh, old, uh, uh, younger than uh, uh, Khalil, he said anybody who wants to look at a man who has been made from gold and musk, he should look at Khalil Mahad Farahidi. The man really, amazing man, one of his students, Suleiman ibn Habib ibn Abi Sufra al-Azdi, his student, Suleiman later on became you know, governor of Iran, Persia, he became governor. So because He's a governor and he knows his teacher. So sometime every month, actually most, he used to send some money to his teacher, to Khalil. Every month, little money, not much. One day, this governor, Suleiman, wrote a letter to his teacher, Khalil, asking him that if you can leave Basra and come to Iran, stay with me and teach my children, I give you so much money. Khalil wrote to him a letter, very nicely, Arabic poetic verse. Listen, listen really. You know, if I, you know, a governor asks me to come him, I'll be so happy, so much money. But you know, this, this governor asking Khalid to come, to move from Basra. In Basra, he doesn't have anything. In Basra, he used to have just very, very often just dry bread, nothing to eat. And now, governor of Basra, uh, governor of Iran is asking him to move from Basra to, 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 uh, to Iran and live in the palace, teach his children and get, you know, huge money. But Khalid does not like that. Khalid wrote him a letter to him. أبلغ سليمان عني عنه أبلغ سليمان عني عنه في ساعة وفي غنى غير أني لست ذا مالي. you know convey my message to Suleiman I don't not need you you know I have enough though I am not rich man but I have got enough I don't need you 
شوحم بنفسي اني لا ارى احدا يموت يموت هزلا ولا يبقى على حالي I because I respect myself I don't want to be humiliated on the doors of the kings and the rulers and the ministers you know and I don't see anybody who die because they have less money nobody dies poor people don't die because they have you know less 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 to eat الرزق عن قدر لا الضعف ينقصه ولا يزيدك فيه حول محتال provision is from Allah if somebody is weak his provision not going to be decreased and somebody is strong his provision not going to decrease allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided for every single person wal faqru fi an-nas la fi al-mal na'rifuhu wa mithlu dhaka al-ghina fi an-nafs al-mal and actually real poverty is in yourself people those people are poor those who don't know themselves poverty is not by money richness is not by money poverty and richness are by yourself really how much honor you have got so he refused that Then Suleiman became angry, and Suleiman said, "Now you know the what you used to receive from me, the salary every month. You can't get that." Suleiman cut that. He said, "Can't get." In that actually, how rich people, rich people think really, because they you know they have money, so they can make people their slaves. If I cut the salary that the money that I pay, so uh, you know uh, Khalil every month. If I cut that, then Khalil, you know what can he do? Then he has to listen to me. So when he threatened that, you know what what Khalil wrote to him. خليل روتيم ان الذي شق فمي ضامن الرزق حتى يتوفاني the one who one who made my mouth he has you know he has guaranteed he has you know he has promised that you know he is going to fill my mouth until i die the one who made the mouth he has promised haramtani khairan qalilan fama zaduk zaduka fi malika hirmani you have deprived me of very little money you know if you start my money very little and by st- <coughs> stopping the my money it did not increase your wealth then suleiman became suleiman became mad and then actually he you know wrote to him letter apologizing and, uh, and increase and multiplied the salary more than, you know by two or three times you know this a thing you know just in a short time so the thing basically is the quranic way is to make the ish, the, the the problem of this world little The problem eating and drinking and enjoyment of the life is actually very little problem. The real problem is that people actually make effort, you know, to build themselves according to according to the command of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. People become like Ibrahim Ali Salam. People become like Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. People people become like Musa Ali Salam. People become like Isa Ali Salam. You know, those <coughs> that's pure life. People become like Abu Sadiq, Umar Farooq, Usman Ali. People become you know pure people. Those who please the Lord. And actually, when you do this. then you actually also become the best people you are actually doing the best for yourself understand this people who follow the desire they harm themselves at the end they be harming themselves people who please you know understand this all the time really whatever pleases your lord that's always best for you anything that pleases your lord that must be the best for you that allah never can command you something which is going to harm you when people think really if they enjoy the life that is best for them it is not it is always harmful always look properly always look actually in this this these two categories when you get in, get up in the morning think really that whatever i do which actually which category is this belong is go under desire or is go under the reason and the revelation always think really when the women complain against their husband think really your complaint comes in this category or that category when the husbands complain about their wives look all the time properly where where you fit 
you know, your complaint goes in this category or that category. When the people complain against the rulers, think properly, why you complain against the rulers? What's the reason? Is it because you want to fulfill the desire? Or you because you, know, you want to follow the command of Allah? What's the reason really? Always make properly, don't waste your time. Don't waste your life. Life is very, very precious. Always actually keep thinking properly. For example, if you want something for your, your children, think properly. You know, if I want to fulfill the desire of my children, is it going to help him or is it going to harm him? You know, good father is not that, you know, whenever a child asks something, you do it. It's not, it, it's not the way of the good father. The very bad way of, 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 of bringing the child, raising children. The right way is train them on patience. Teach them the reality of the life. Teach them the real, life is not that you, you get whatever you want. This is not the life. Teach them the realities of the life. If you don't teach them, you are harming them. When they grow up, they basically don't know what to do. From very beginning, teach them life is not to fulfill the desire. Life is not that you get what you want. And that's how Allah made. Allah, who can be more merciful than Allah SWT? Does He give us what we want? Does He give us what we desire? No. Then the mothers also should be the same. Mothers have more, don't have more love than Allah. If Allah SWT does not give the people what they desire, mothers should not give the two children what they desire. Allah has more love than the father, fathers. If Allah does not give the people what they desire, then the father should not give to the children what they desire. Understand this properly. Similarly, the rulers, the governments, the rulers should not give the people what they desire. They never should. This is not the purpose of the government. The rulers have only there to keep the peace and order and to help people to worship their Lord. If they do this, that's enough. They are not there to promise that, you know, once you elect me and I become, you know, ruler and this and that, then I build houses for you and you eat and drink and enjoy the life. This is not the purpose. You are promising something which you never can deliver. And that's why I can say they keep lying. All the rulers, they keep lying. Oh, because, you know, they, they think really this is how they can be elected. But they can't deliver. And like, you know, they are saying that many, many politicians, before election, they will come to you and actually they very often they will promise to build a bridge even in the place where there is no water, no river. They, they, they promise. Because that's how they think really. And there's nothing there. And what really happens is, once they, you elect them, then they have nothing to do there. Then their work is not there. All these, rule, these politicians, once they are elected, then they have no work to do in their constituency. Then their work will be somewhere else. They go to this conference, they go to this meeting, they go to that meeting, their work is somewhere else. Actually, like most leaders, most Muslim leaders, their work is not where they belong to. Their work somewhere else. Why? Because the thing really is that whole world actually you know, follows the desire. They also want to follow the desire. So the, if you keep that in mind, inshallah, it will be easy to understand this surah. This surah basically making one thing very clear. That the way of Fir'aun is desire, preferring this world over the next one, and then to rebel against the command of Allah. <coughs> the way of Musa al-Islam is follow the reasoning, think properly, follow the revelation, prefer next world over this world, follow Allah's commands, and then you get paradise. These are two leaders and the story of both of them are mentioned <coughs> in, in, in the surah. The purpose of the story is very clear because the Quran actually wants to warn the people of Quraysh that you don't have more resources or more power than, than Fir'aun. But what happened to Fir'aun? Same can happen to you. And, and people of Quraysh, they know the story. And then also it is promised to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that you are like Musa al-Islam. When Fir'aun did not listen to him, we helped Musa al-Islam, we supported him, and Fir'aun was destroyed, and he was drowned. Same people who oppose you, don't worry. 
one day they are going to fail, face the defeat. So this basically hinted to the Prophet Muhammad don't worry, keep teaching what Allah has commanded you. So this surah is built upon that. Thereafter, but you know, making very clear what is the reason people don't want to listen about the day hereafter. And actually think really, and most, you know, I, I this actually think very, you know, very often, the reason people don't want to, you know, to believe in the hereafter is not because they don't have proof. This is not a reason. <coughs> Had this been the reason, then what about death? You know, do people need any argument for the death? But why people don't keep the death in the mind? Why? Because if you keep the death in the mind, you can't enjoy this life. So the real problem of the world is not because they don't have any argument for the hereafter. This is not the problem. The problem is people want to enjoy this life. Because death has all argument. Nobody needs any believers, unbelievers both know the death. Everybody knows that they are going to die. But still don't, don't want to remember the death. When death is mentioned in any place, people don't want, to, don't want to listen. If people are enjoying eating and drinking, if you mention the death, they don't like you. And actually when somebody dies in the family, they want to, the funeral thing happen in a way that nobody can see it. Nobody can know, know it properly. People don't want the, to know the problem of the death. Why? Do the people don't have the argument for the uh, uh, death? Do they think it is hard to prove? No, because people know if you mention the death, they take away the enjoyment. So the problem of the people is not the argument of proof. So when people say, no, where is day of judgment? It is not like that really. The reason is people don't want to think because if they think about that day, then it will take away all the pleasure and enjoyment from them. And they don't want to do this. So that keep in mind in, 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 the, in the surah. And one thing before coming, uh, you know, to inshallah, start in the surah, one thing also is the Quranic way is when people become deep in the desire and they follow the desire and they rebel against Allah Taala and they don't follow the uh, command of Allah they prefer this world over the next world. It is duty upon the people who have mind and thinking and those who have got revelation and those who follow the messenger, it is their duty must save those people. Because these people, they are going to fall in the fire of hell. Soon, they are going to be destroyed. You must save them. This, this is a duty. The meaning basically is when there are people like Pharaoh, when the leaders <coughs> in the world like Pharaoh, when the powers on the face of that like, like, like the Pharaoh, who make people to enjoy this life, it is your duty to come to them, to explain to them, and to save them from the fire of hell, to explain to them the how to save them from, from following the desire. It is your duty. It is not allowed for you that you come to Pharaoh and you come to worldly power for the purpose to share with them the enjoyment. This is not the purpose. It is not that you threaten, you challenge existing power for the purpose that no, you enjoy, we also want to enjoy. You are not allowed to do this. What you need to do is, they are, they, are in, they are intoxicated. They are in problem. You have to come to save them. You have to deliver them. Tell me what, what happened now really. We Muslims, when we come to any government, any existing power, when we go to any pharaoh, what is the purpose? The purpose is to share the enjoyment. That we want to, we want to, you know, you enjoy, but let's all, we, we oppose you because you enjoy yourself. We, you don't let us enjoy. If you also make us enjoy, then we are not enemies, we are friends. Is it that what Allah wants? No, Allah does not want that really. Allah wants the people that when the people enjoy the life, they forget the hereafter, then your duty is go and save them. Your duty is not to share with them. Your duty is to you know, save them. Your duty is have to sympathy for them. That the Quran makes very clear. Then actually the, it becomes obligatory on Musa to come to Firaun. 
that why Musa did not come first to his people. He came to Fir'aun. Did he come to Fir'aun to take something from him? No, he came to Fir'aun to give him something. So duty of the Muslim leaders, duty of the Muslim ulama, to give the people something, not to take away from, from something, from them. But very often actually, you can see really that all these actually, you know, the you know, Arab Spring, it was about, was it about to give something or about to take something? What was the purpose of Arab Spring? To give something to them, to the rulers, or to take from them from something? We actually, the purpose was to, to take from them. The purpose was you have been ruling for 40, 30 years, now let us, let's rule. You know, you leave, we want to rule. That was the purpose. Quranic way, don't come to Firaun, tell him that, you know, oh Firaun, your family has been ruling Egypt for 1,000 years, now you leave, we want to rule. That's why Musa came. Did Musa come to Firaun telling him that, you know, you have been ruling for 1,000 years, now you leave, I want to rule. Give us a chance. What the purpose? No, you rule, we don't care about that. You remain the ruler. We are only concerned that we want to save you from the fire of hell. The way you are ruling is going to harm you. Is it clear? So the only thing actually Muslims are allowed to come to the rulers, to the power, to the state actually is to save them from the fire of hell. And next thing is, when you come to them, then you come to them not with anger, not criticizing them, you know, not with harsh words, no, come to them nice words. Give your message nicely, full of the love. When Allah sent Musa al-Islam to Fir'aun, what Allah said to Musa al-Islam? Speak with Fir'aun in very soft word, manner, very soft language, not harsh, soft language. Do we do like that? No, we threaten. We threaten, you know, kill, killing. We threaten that we will take power from you. We are going to humiliate you. Musa said to Fir'aun, you know, nicely, listen to me. You know, I'm, I have come to, you know, friend, you know, with friendship with you. I have a message of love for you. I don't hate you. I'm not jealous of you. I don't want to take away from you your power. No, I didn't come for that. I just want to give you something. Listen to me. Understand this properly. You have to come to the rulers. No doubt about that. But to give them, not to take away from them. And the second thing is, when you come to them, your language should be soft. Your way should be soft. Not only for rulers, for anybody really. Any Muslim who does not listen to Allah does not obey his command. When you come to him, don't humiliate him. Don't be harsh upon him. Always nice language. When your children don't listen to you, be soft with them. When your wife does not listen to you, be soft with her. Explain nicely and properly. The way in Islam is qawlan lajjana. You know, the love actually and being soft, that is always the conqueror. Like in Iqbal says, yaqeem muhkam amal payham, muhabbat fatih alam, jihad-e zindagani mein hai ye mardo ke shamshir hai. Yaqeem muhkam, firm belief, amal payham, and a continuous struggle in working hard. Muhabbat fatih alam, the love, that can conquer the world. These are the source of the believers in the battlefield of the life. These are we hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform 
on www.deepdean.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.